0: This is Brain Diet, episode 204, how to get more fruits and vegetables. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode. I am delighted to be recording right now because I'm not sick anymore. (laughs) I am so happy to not be sick. And I finally feel like today, after, gosh, I don't know, it feels like forever. I don't know how long it's been, but it just feels so long. But you know, when you are. Coming out of being sick, and you feel like that fog is lifted from your brain and your energy levels, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what it is to be alive. That's how I feel today. I am free from the fog of being sick and just so thrilled about it because I've just been so sad about it. And that's okay to be sad about it, but man, I'm just glad to be moving on, on to bigger and better things, onto recording this podcast episode today, and onto really starting the year for me. <laughs> finally, after this long time. Today, what we're talking about is how to get more fruits and vegetables. Now, as I was thinking about what title to choose, I kind of went back and forth because I don't like to come out the gate and just criticize people for not doing enough or for not doing it right, because that is certainly not how I feel. And I don't even know that there is a right way to do it. But here were some of my thoughts as I was Kind of playing around with this topic is generally speaking, many of us uh, Americans are not getting adequate fruits and vegetables in our diet. And I actually was reading up on some studies to get as scientifically factual data as possible to be able to relay this information to you today. And I read a study from 2022 that the populations that get they that get the least amounts of fruits and vegetables are typically men young adults and low-income populations um, and that means that you you may or may not fall into that category but essentially I think there is a significant portion of Americans who do not meet the recommendations for fruit and vegetable intake which I'm going to talk about what those recommendations are in a minute but essentially when you are not getting enough that just means that you are missing out on the benefits that they have to offer and the nourishment that they have to offer and potentially can be doing ourselves a disadvantage if we are not getting enough of these vitamins and minerals and micronutrients that are important, not just to thrive, but for regular functions in our body. Fruits and vegetables, because they are so abundant in micronutrients and fiber, they can help support a healthy immune system. They can be preventative for some cancers, not all cancers, certainly. They are preventative for cardiovascular diseases. They are preventative for some chronic disease. And I have a little asterisk here that says autoimmune diseases are chronic diseases, but not all chronic diseases are autoimmune diseases. And so fruits and vegetables are not going to prevent or cure certain autoimmune conditions. That's not how autoimmunity works, though I do think they can have an influence on the quality of how we feel. And I hope that's clear with all that I share on this podcast. But um, there are other chronic diseases that can be prevented or aided in healing from through nourishment. And that comes primarily through the micronutrients, vitamins and minerals found in things like fruits and vegetables. So when we eat enough of those things, our basic body functions are provided for, and we can be preventative against challenges that may come later in life. Now, again, I tell you this, that there is a um, significant percentage of people in America who aren't getting enough fruits and vegetables. This is not to make you freak out. okay? This is just meant to be information that's like, oh, hey, there's actually a way to help yourself feel better if you just have a little bit more information. You don't have to get more fruits and vegetables, and I'm sure you're doing an amazing job. What I'm sharing today is just meant to be a tool. I talked about it in episode 201, if tracking macronutrients scares you about everything in health, especially everything in on my podcast on what I teach is meant to be a tool and not a rule. And I think too often on social media, we see these things and on some subconscious level, believe them to be a rule that if we break them, then we're going to have severe consequences. And that's not at all what I teach. I hope that I can offer you a lot of tools for how to help your body, to help yourself feel well, to help help yourself uh, achieve the body composition that you want. But take everything I say with a grain of salt. You don't have to take anything and apply it if you don't want to. But again, these are just meant to be tools to help you, to help give you maybe a different perspective to consider, different tactics to try in order to help you help your body feel its best. That's my goal. And even still, you don't have to take anything I say and and apply it if you don't want to. Um, And I say that as well. This is something that I saw on Instagram now that I'm thinking about it. I saw a girl on Instagram, an influencer, talking about having cupcakes for breakfast. And then she had had a large bowl of pasta for dinner and both she had eaten without any vegetables and was kind of celebrating that fact. That was kind of the point of posting about it is that you don't always need to add them. And I agree with that. You don't always need to add fruits and vegetables to what you're eating. My assessment of where this post was coming from is that her perspective was someone coming from healing from disordered Eating tendencies. And I think she said as much that sometimes, because we have a disordered relationship with food, and I say we generally speaking, there are many of us, and many of us don't, but because many people do and they treat food and nutrition as a set of rules to be followed or else, that can lead to a lot of disordered eating patterns and can make eating very punishing, very rigid, and a very painful thing for people. And so, yes in this case for this girl, and I I know a lot of people in similar situations, having a cupcake for breakfast, having pasta for dinner was something to celebrate because she was breaking free from those rules. And that I completely agree should be celebrated. And I think that fruits and vegetables can be something to incorporate into our life to use as a tool for us to feel well, to nourish our body. And not because our body needs to change its appearance if we don't want it to, but simply just to give ourselves an advantage to say, hey, body, I love you enough to give you fruits and vegetables. I'm not adding them to a meal because I should or because something bad's going to happen if I don't, simply because it's a way, it's an act of love to give yourself. And so if you see that on social media, if you even know this girl that I'm talking about, who I actually have so much respect for, um, I just think it was important to acknowledge that eating vegetables and fruits is not a rule. And not eating them is not a rule either. It depends on where you are in your specific journey with with food, how you feel about it. And if it does feel like a set of rules, that's really painful and that's challenging. And that's what I hope to contribute to breaking down for you is is helping you see that how you eat is not meant to be a set of rules, but food is meant to be something you can utilize to help yourself, to love yourself and to give yourself advantages in your health and in the way that you want to look. So when we see people talking about not eating vegetables, having cupcakes for breakfast, that is to be celebrated if that is them breaking free from a set of rules, as it always is when we can break free from rules, whatever they are for us. I think that is something to be celebrated. So remember that you are not any less awesome if you eat vegetables or if you don't. It's just meant to be something to help you in a way that feels good for you. And that's my goal here today. I eat fruits and vegetables all the time. I add them into almost every single meal that I eat because I love my body so fiercely. And there are times where I'll have a big dish of pasta and not add vegetables because that's okay too. Sometimes that's a form of love, but regardless... My general rule for 80-ish percent of the time is to add vegetables because I enjoy eating them. I enjoy how they make me feel. I enjoy how they help my body function and my energy levels and all of the things. So this is just kind of my personal perspective on it. And I want to neutralize the idea of eating fruits and vegetables. It's not good or bad. It's just something that you can apply in a loving way if you want to. So let's begin by talking about how many fruits and vegetables should you be eating per day? I actually dug into a number of different resources that are the more commonly accessible ones for Americans anyway, and listed here the recommendations that they make. And surprisingly, a lot of them are similar, but they're all different, which kind of proves my point that I'm going to get to in a minute. The Center for Disease Control recommends getting five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. That was just a general statement that they had on their website. The American Heart Association says four to five servings per day of fruits and vegetables. The Dietary Guidelines for Americans said two cups of fruit and two cups of vegetables. So again, we have words like servings or cups. Uh, There is a company called MyPlate. I think they have like a tracking app, which I've never used. And I remember studying MyPlate in college, but they kind of have you, they use a visual system for how to eat And they have a plate and they say 50% of your plate should be fruits and vegetables and then 25% of protein and then 25% of starch, I think is what they said. Uh, But regardless for fruits and vegetables, they, my plate says 50% of your plate, thus 50% of your diet should be fruits and vegetables. And then I've also mentioned this many times on the podcast, um, the 800 gram challenge, which is a challenge created by EC Sinkowski. She's also known as Optimize Me Nutrition on Instagram. Where essentially, no matter what the fruits and vegetables are, uh, whether they are fresh, frozen, cooked, or raw, I think are the stipulation, they can be, or canned is another one that is acceptable, uh, to essentially just aim for 800 grams in a day. And they can be any makeup of fruits and vegetables, and they can be pretty much any preparation as long as they are equating to 800 grams. Now, again, if you have been listening to me talk about this challenge, this is more or less my favorite for now, simply because servings is a little bit ambiguous cups is not so ambiguous but I think that you know and I guess 50% of your plate is a little bit clear but there's just something to me that appeals about weighing it out and knowing that it can be any makeup of fruits and vegetables it can be all fruit it can be all vegetables it can be you know one type of vegetable or one type of fruit and it all just equates to 800 grams and for some reason that is what resonates with me now again should everyone do it I don't know I don't know what's gonna be best for you but that has really helped me get a lot more fruits and vegetables, and thus get a lot more micronutrients within the last year. And again, I've talked about that a lot, especially on this podcast. Um, another tactic that I will hear coaches say, or you know, and is one that I think is is really valuable. I agree with is to just eat vegetables at every meal. So for every snack, every meal, you're eating vegetables with it. Um, in other words, like building meals around protein and vegetables, which actually is. Is pretty much what i do when i eat i make sure i have high enough protein a great source of vegetables or fruits and then i kind of build on top of that and so i think that can be a very valuable way to approach getting fruits and veg but again thinking back to the idea that many of us take something like that and use it as a rule as something that if we break there's going to be a problem i mean and you could do that with any of these guidelines so that's why we have to really look internally and examine what are we thinking about these guidelines? Does it lead to a positive or negative emotion? And just being really clear about that relationship we have with whatever these guidelines are. And then, we ha- so we have these guidelines that are from a number of different sources. And then we also have the question, which ones should I be getting more of? Which fruits and vegetables should I be getting more of? And honestly. I say it doesn't really matter. It's just that you're getting more and that you're having a wide variety. If you've ever heard the recommendation to eat the colors of the rainbow, I think it's an an easy saying that is memorable and is often used. I think that's a great recommendation. Trying to get a lot of red foods, a lot of orange foods, a lot of yellow foods, a lot of purple foods. I think that that can be a helpful tactic to just think: How can I get a lot of different colors? A lot of green foods. What colors did I miss? I don't know. In um, in my diet, I think that's a great strategy. And because it's not something that is even possible for it to be "quote unquote" perfect, I think just getting enough and having a wide variety, you're going to have your bases covered. So when you think about fruits and vegetables, did you know there are different types, different families? I think is the like scientific term, and fruits and vegetables are categorized into different families if you will based on their characteristics or their nutrient breakdown or you know what types of things make them up so there I'll give you a couple of examples to just kind of illustrate that there are different categories and again this is just for education this is just so you know it's not because something's wrong with you if you don't get all these categories i just find this stuff interesting and it helps me make informed decisions and if i don't make informed decisions you know then i might not feel as well but also, it's okay if I don't. So there are cruciferous vegetables, which are things like broccoli, cauliflower. I like to think of them as like a scrub brush in our digestive system. They're very powerful and have a lot of awesome things that help our digestion. There are leafy vegetables, which are things like spinach or lettuce. There are more of the water-based vegetables. And there are like technical terms for this. But in my mind, this is kind of how I separate them. Because technically, all vegetables and fruits are have a high concentration of water. They're made up of a lot of water and that's another reason why they're great because they help contribute to our hydration. But the more water-based vegetables I think of are things like cucumbers, bell peppers, zucchini that can actually like have water as you're cutting into them, you know what I mean? And then there are things like root vegetables which are potatoes and sweet potatoes and yams and technically if we're getting scientific about how things are categorized or at least how they recommend we consume them, regular white potatoes are often considered a starch because they are almost just exclusively carbs, which so are sweet potatoes. But I think sweet potatoes are a little bit more nutrient dense and yams are a little bit more nutrient dense. They have um, a lot of vitamin A and things that are helpful for us. And then you have things like onions and shallots and garlic and they have their own little family. Isn't that cute? Onions and shallots and garlic. They just have a little like family of things, which I think is just so cool. And I'm not going to nerd out too much on these things. That was a lot of like vegetable categories. And then fruits also have categories as well. And of course, ideally, we would get a wide variety from all of these different categories simply because each category boasts different benefits and different vitamins and minerals. But if you think about it as a wide variety, maybe being willing to try some new fruits and vegetables every now and again, you're going to have your bases covered. Don't focus too much on the perfection of the categories and the families. I just like to know about it because that's fun for me. And that's okay if it's not fun for you. Just work on that wide variety and getting enough. And I'm going to get more into some tips for how to get enough in just a minute here. I just wanted to show you there is a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. And that's kind of cool. And I hope that that illustrates there are a lot of different options of things to eat, a lot of different ways of preparing these fruits and vegetables. And so if it is something that challenges you, I extend the invitation to you to be a little bit open-minded in how you might be able to get more fruits and vegetables. I'm going to give you some concrete examples here in a minute. But there are a lot of different fruits and vegetables, and there are a lot of different ways you can make them. And I think that that makes it possible for you to get enough to fuel your body and not feel like you hate your life having to do so, okay? (laughs) And then I have in bold. In all of my notes here on my podcast, I think this is the only thing that I have bolded, even though there are so many things that I hope have been clarified and communicated. More is better than perfect. Now, I don't mean too much. I just mean more. Getting more fruits and vegetables is better than being perfect because there's no way to possibly be perfect. We just have a system that the earth can grow for us that has everything that we need. And so as long as we're just getting enough, we're doing great, even if it's not perfect, whatever that might mean. So do your best to add more. Include variety and perhaps... Use some form of measurement to get used to knowing what it looks like to be feeling yourself adequately to be getting enough. That's why the 800 gram challenge I personally like because it's very clear to me when I'm hitting that number. Now, EC has said as much. It's not like 800 grams is is particularly magical, but again, it's just a high number to shoot for that then you can measure and be very clear when you've achieved that and you're getting a lot of micronutrients if you're eating 800 grams of fruits and vegetables not to mention the fact that if you are measuring it in some way and then you're tracking it in some way if you're using an app again me feeling nerdy and awesome it shows you a breakdown of how much of each vitamin and mineral you've gotten in a day whether it's you know vitamin C and iron and magnesium and there's just something that's so mm, it's just so satisfying to look on an app like that after you've tracked you know, 800 grams worth of fruits and vegetables and just being like, man, look at all those vitamins and minerals that I just gave myself today. Like, I'm super proud of that. I love me. Good job me, right? Like this is kind of what goes on in my head as I can see those numbers. I think that's really fun. But you also don't have to do that. Now, here's another thing that I was thinking about while I was in the shower this morning that I think I actually did an eye roll because there are a handful, a large handful of people on social media that will say like, don't eat too much fruit. You're going to get too much sugar. There's, you know, there's all these problems with sh- with fruit and with fructose and yada, yada, yada. And my friends, I think that is dumb. I think that is so dumb and so sad because what ends up happening is we get fixated on the wrong thing. We're so concerned about something that was grown in the earth, a, a fruit that boasts a lot of vitamins and minerals and and fiber and, and other micronutrients and things that are super helpful and awesome. And we get so focused on the supposed toxicity of too much that then we end up denying ourselves getting those micronutrients, those highly valuable micronutrients. And oftentimes what I see is, and I feel like I myself have even fallen into this category before of focusing so much on like, oh, I don't want to have too much sugar from fruit. But then it's like, I have a treat every day. I've been very honest about that. And it's something that's really important as a part of like the balance of my life. And there's more sugar in that treat than there would ever be from fruit that I could eat to equate to it. Like if you think about it calorically, it would take so much fruit to equate to one of the treats that I eat every day. And I think a lot of people might feel the same way and do the same thing as I do or as I did. And that because I just had it in my head, like we don't want to have too much fruit, I probably wasn't getting enough of it. And it doesn't even come close to making a difference in terms of problems, which I just don't think that's a very legitimate thing to say that like fruit can cause problems. But of course, in this day and age, people can find problems or quote unquote problems in anything. So if you hear that, I invite you to pause and really consider that getting enough fruits and vegetables is going to be a lot more than you think. And you're not going to do yourself harm by eating a lot of fruit. Okay. I I think as a blanket statement, we can say that. So don't sweat that. Okay. Don't sweat the too much fruit thing. So let me get into a couple of tips for what I've implemented myself in order to get more fruits and vegetables and what I recommend with my clients do that are simple but effective ways to just increase that so that you can better help your body. The first is, whatever fruits and vegetables you're already eating, just double the amount that you're eating them. This is another tip that I give when I make recommendations for how to increase total protein that you are consuming, is find what you already eat, what you already enjoy, and just double that amount. The same goes for fruits and vegetables. And the thing is, most vegetables are so, and a lot of fruits, are so low calorie that it will barely make a dent in your total caloric intake. That's what's so crazy is like I was saying, people get so fixated on, you know, having too much fruit. But it's like if you look at total calorie value, it's very difficult to get significant enough with fruit. Very, very difficult. Not to mention the fact that like you would get really full because of the fiber content before, you know, you would ever get to a point where calorically it could make a huge difference and cause something like weight gain. Okay. So double it. Whatever you like eating, double it. I know that EC has uh, not created, but one of the things that I've seen her post all the time is being part of the two banana club, eating two bananas in a day. And nothing bad has happened. In fact, some good things have happened to the people that eat two bananas in a day, which for some people is just mind blowing, but like two bananas, all that starch, all that sugar, just quiet that down. Okay. That's silly. Fruit is good for you. The next tip is to use mindless eating in your favor. Consider this. A lot of people demonize mindless eating and it's not something to demonize. It's just something to be aware of that we do and to be aware of it to the point that we can you know, be mindful so that we are creating the results that we want to create. We don't want to be eating mindlessly if it causes uh, an unintended consequence for us. However, mindless eating itself isn't bad. And so because of that, you can actually use it in your favor, especially when it comes to getting enough fruits and vegetables. And this is something that I do when I'm making dinner since I include vegetables in every dinner that I make, I'm always chopping vegetables and just kind of have them around the kitchen. And so I'll get out like a bell pepper, for example, and just chop it up. And then as I'm chopping everything else, I'll just eat it. And it's totally mindless. I don't think too much about it. But then by the end, I've eaten an entire bell pepper and I'm better for it, right? I've gotten more veggies. Another thing I do is I bring fruits and vegetables in the car all the time. Okay. When I'm going to school pickup, when I'm um. You know, driving my kids around to karate and dance class or whatever, I just have veggies, and then I'm not really thinking about eating them, but I eat them, I consume them, and that's awesome. And sometimes I will weigh them beforehand, and just be like, okay, I'm aware there's like 200 grams of carrots in here, and so then I I will use my mindless time to eat them, so that I don't just have to like sit and focus on eating carrots for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Another thing I do is while I'm working. I will have fruits and vegetables just kind of at my desk. No, I'm not going to be eating while I'm talking to you on the podcast because that would be very rude and impolite of me, okay? But while I'm doing other things, sitting here at my desk working, I will just have fruits and veggies and it makes it so easy to eat them and to accumulate a decent amount of them without having to feel like I'm setting aside time to like sit and chew spinach. You know what I mean? Okay, next tip. Prep them so that they're ready to eat immediately. Now, when people hear prepping, sometimes... I know just in people that I've talked to, one of the initial thoughts is, oh, it's just going to take too long. I don't have that time. And I want to invite you to consider that prepping fruits and vegetables can be done in five minutes or less. Like when I get home from the grocery store and I have all of my things on the counter, as I'm putting them away, I will take out, you know, berries or the celery or whatever and just chop it up and throw it into a container. And it almost fits so seamlessly into my putting the groceries away anyway. I mean, it takes fewer than five minutes, I can promise you that. And so if your idea of meal prep feels long, I just want you to consider that you don't have to prep entire meals. It's just removing obstacles that would get in the way of you eating more fruits and vegetables. And so if that just means chopping something up, that is enough. You can prep things at any level and chopping is a great way to remove a lot of barriers so that it can be a grab and go type of situation. For me personally, when it comes to like actual meal prep where I am prepping entire meals, I'm usually doing it cooking what I'm eating for dinner anyway and then just making a lot of extra for later. And so meal prep doesn't have to take a lot of time because if you're already going to be cooking something, you can just make extra extra but you also don't have to be making a meal. You can just chop up some fruits and vegetables and that can be really helpful in terms of having some ready to grab at any time when you're in a rush. The next tip is to experiment with cooking techniques. Okay, I have in big bold letters on my notes, air fryer air fryer, my friends. Have you ever tried an air fryer? If you haven't, highly recommend, especially when it comes to vegetables and fruits for that matter. You can do some of the coolest things that are so simple, minimal cleanup, like throw some parchment paper in there, throw in some veggies, some garlic salt, and you know, roast them for a few minutes in there. Little to no cleanup, and then you've got some veggies that taste good. I also recommend things like finding a sauce that you love, again, in terms of experimenting with cooking techniques and preparations and how you eat them. I have posted on Instagram about how I'll take a little bit of ranch and mix it with like some salsa verde. And I love ranch, but sometimes I want a lot of dip and I don't want a lot of calories. And so mixing the two is a great way to have a lot of dip. And then I just get a bunch of veggies and then I just dip to my heart's content. And I eat way more fruits and vegetables when I dip because it tastes better to me. And so that's one of the ways that I've found helps me get more is if I like to be eating what I'm eating. And a dip is a great way to do that. Um, So experiment with ways, whether it's you know, broiling it in the oven, using an air fryer, using an instant pot, uh, you know, using different sauces or things. There are a lot of ways to change vegetables that can make them more palatable, more enjoyable, and easier. Um, I also will add a lot of vegetables into like a spaghetti sauce. I'll use an immersion blender and just blend it all together. There are a lot of different ways to do it. So experiment and find what you like. The last thing that I'll recommend in terms of getting more vegetables and fruits, if you can find a way to do this, is soups. I'm not a soup gal, but, and actually I didn't used to be, but I feel like in the last year and a half-ish, I have become more of a soup gal because you can pack in a lot of protein and you can pack in a lot of vegetables. Now again, fruits, and there's a way to do it. I'm sure it could probably be done and taste really well. Maybe that should be something I experiment with, but you can pack in, you can take any recipe and you can add vegetables and protein into it. I've got like a buffalo soup that I really love. And I will all the time just add in like spinach and chicken. And then it's already got some more nutrients and it's still a soup that I love and it's got some protein. And so I feel like that's one of the ways to still eat what you love and to get more nutrients by just having it and then adding on top fruits, vegetables, protein, if it's missing anything along those lines. My friends, we eat fruits and vegetables because we love our bodies say that to yourself. <laughs> I eat them because I love my body and I want that to be true for you as well. I love my body enough to nourish it and not because I feel like I should. And I extend that invitation to you. You don't need to. You really genuinely don't have to. And I'm not just saying that. You really don't have to. And you have it as an option if you want to. If you want to experiment with nourishing your body a little bit more, experiment with expanding your eating and nutrition horizons. And it's possible. It's possible to be able to do it and love your body and even enjoy it, I dare say. So some things to consider. Eat all the fruits and vegetables if you want. And if you don't, that's okay too. But here are my recommendations. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free Set Your Custom Macros call. I'll see you soon.